0: We have to go back! Hello everyone and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today we are reviewing the prequel to Atomic Blonde, the 2001 Legally Blonde... Starring Reese Witherspoon and Luke Wilson.
1: That guy just flies under the radar. <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh, this movie, we like to be topical when we make this uh, podcast about old movies. And so when Atomic Blonde came out, we thought, you know what? Let's watch. Let's watch the prequels. We don't want to miss out on uh, on the action. What's yeah. happening in this movie.
1: Be totally lost if we had gone to see Atomic Blonde and not done a refresher on Legally Blonde. Right. We need to know how she learned the law before she became an outlaw or whatever Atomic Blonde is about. <laughs> yeah, I can
0: only assume it has to do with uh, after Elle's law firm went under, she went under cover. Oh! Did it! First take, best take! Nice.
1: Now, <laughs> Ricky, we watch a lot of movies that have sequels and we don't usually bother to watch the sequels. Like, we did Never Ending Story, but we didn't watch Never Ending Story 2 or anything like that. Or we did Fast and the Furious and we didn't watch Fast and the Furious 20. So, right? did you watch, or have you seen Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde?
0: I... I have I have seen it in the past. Oh, okay. Um, but I didn't watch it back to back. Hulu made it
1: real tempting, though. They just started it. <laughs> yeah. It just started after this one ended. I was like, okay. Did you see it? I did not see it. I stopped okay. Hulu despite everything it tried to do. <laughs> so I will uh, rely on your guidance for any headcanon that may violate a sequel.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, because there was another movie. That was produced by Reese Witherspoon after a uh, red, white, and blonde called "Legally Blondes" plural, and it was about uh, two twins, uh, two twins, uh,
1: uh, twins, a so, singular so twin, four, two twins, <laughs> so four people, but yep. they're not quadruplets.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's like it's a lot of the the parent trap, but. But times two, and it's mostly court proceedings. Wow. That sounds riveting. <laughs> uh, no, Legally Blonde uh, stars of the Russo twins, Millie and Becky. Uh, sorry, not Russo, Rosso. I was Millie and say, Becky. I think the Russos did community. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, before community, <laughs> they did Legally Blonde. Um, So, after moving from England to California, the youngest cousins of Elwood's must defend themselves when their school's reigning forces turn on the girls and try to
1: frame them in a crime. Wait, they're from London? Yeah. And they didn't call it Regally Blonde? (laughs) Oh man, it was a different time. It was two
0: thousand nine. They didn't know the (laughs) the softball that was just thrown at them. (laughs) Oh man, Uh, but yeah. So those are the spinoffs. So this movie, Legally Blonde, Legally Blonde was released on July thirteenth of two thousand one, and the opening weekend was twenty million, and it made a a sleeper hit because it went up to gross ninety six million in North America and forty five million elsewhere doing some movie math that's a hundred and forty one million dollars wow that's a lot of millions yeah that that's a lot of hair dye and so in addition to the spin off movies um that didn't do like legally blonde too um this time it's blonde um <laughs> was uh it came out in two thousand and three and it also did pretty well um but uh, Reese Witherspoon didn't really like going through the production of it because at this point in time she's a big movie star, um, and so uh, they had basically taken uh, Legally Blonde three as an option off the table uh, until recently, in more recent day, where it's rumored that there's still going to be a third one happening. Um, but in addition to the film adaptations, there has been a stage play of. Legally Blonde, mm-hmm. um, and it ran from, I want to say, 2008 um, to 2009 and doing, like, over 500 shows. Wow. And it was also, I think, I think it was, there, they had, like, a MTV reality show based off of, like, becoming, casting Woods for the stage play, if I'm remembering correctly. And so, um, yeah, that was the movie, and, I mean, it's just... Sometimes we, we put the cart before the horse, and sometimes the horse catches up with us. Um, of the actors who are considered to play Elle Woods, uh, they were Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Alicia Silverstone, Katherine Heigl, Christina Applegate, Mia uh, Jova...
1: Uh, Resident oh, Evil. from, yeah, Three Musketeers. Go on. <laughs> That's right. That's the one. That's mm-hmm. what she's known for. Yep.
0: Um, <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt and Charlie Theron. Oh, so she- Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Red, white, and blonde. Um, so there you go. Oh, man. So um, so that's the movie. It was a huge success, and so many people loved it. Like, it, 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 This is one of the movies that I see constantly on my Tumblr of people quoting and just raving about because it was such a classic. This is another one of those movies from my uh, YMCA summer series of movies that I watched a lot. We watched Legally Blonde all the time, and I was remembering so much of it like when I was uh, rewatching, I'm just like, Oh yeah, that's right. That this happens. And, uh, and then that scene with the skeevy professor, I'm just like, Oh, that's right. He's a jerk. Oh man. <laughs> Cause uh, there's, there's a lot of it that I remembered, but uh, most of which being the bend and snap scene.
1: Sure, oh. When you say a thing <laughs> like 50 times in the matter of two minutes, it's going to stick in the brain.
0: Yeah. With a musical accompaniment. I mean, it, it's gonna stick. Um, but then I remember um I also remember the twist at the end with Velma uh being a murderer and uh it was it was great. I uh I loved it. So yeah, uh, since when it originally came out on VHS, around two thousand two, two thousand three, because back in the day things didn't get released to D V D super immediately. It was like a year <laughs> before you would get something on VHS. Mm. And so around 2002, 2003 is when I remember watching it the most. Um, but that's my experience with Legally Blonde. When was the last time you saw Legally Blonde, Grayson?
1: I have to say it was probably five or six years ago. Um, I had just read Save the Cat um, by Blake Snyder. And oh, yeah. he, he talks about Legally Blonde a lot in in this. Uh everything from how great the title is, um, which I got some second take titles we can uh attack a little bit later. Oh yeah. Um everything down to how the beats of the Save the Cat um formula or framework fit like to the minute for this movie. Um so it's pretty interesting. And so I, I watched it for that um because my roommate at the time had it on and I was like, I just read about this. I'm going to track it. And it it fit minute by minute. It was insane. Uh, But yeah, I had seen it before that. Just never saw any of the sequels or the stage play or the Saturday morning cartoon based on Legally Blonde. Mainly because they never made that last one. (laughs) Yeah, you know
0: what? That that would make it missable.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Man, gosh. I just love this movie. This
0: movie was way more fun than I remember it being... Um, and I'm just, I, I actually took some notes like while I was watching it until like, I think I, up until I got to her getting to law school and then I was just along for the ride. Um, first off, this is just a hard and fast rule. Any movie that opens up with perfect day performed by Hoku, uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, Mm. so that movie, that song was just I associate that with uh, Snow Day, the Nickelodeon movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and the reason why she was in there was I don't know if you remember the song that she had. She had her song was Another Dumb Blonde. That's bad right, That's
1: okay. Who are you referring to?
0: Uh, Hoku. She had a song
1: called. Mm. But uh, no, you no, said I, Hoku. I I heard Goku. <laughs> uh-huh many well times. that was
0: that that was his musical persona i see just a uh-huh. little super saiyan <laughs> oh man i'm so yeah hoku another dumb blonde i need to find the lyrics because i that was one of my favorite songs here it comes Get ready, buckle up listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's okay. You never love me anyway. And I think it's time for you to find enough dumb blonde. Uh cuz it's not me no no. So I think they're like, "Well, Hoku, do we have a movie for you?" It's a good you time You just wrote the movie. <laughs> So give me a pen and paper. Oh, that's the other thing I completely forgot to mention. This movie's based off of a book.
1: Oh yeah, I saw that in the titles, and I was like, "Man, I didn't know Sapphire wrote this." Right? Just, just, just look at that. It's just before Push, It was Legally Blonde. We should clarify: Sapphire did not actually write the book that this movie yep. was based on. <laughs>
0: that is correct. Um, yeah, and I, I really. Very rarely do I ever um, think about like you know what I after watching this movie I really want to read the book with I I would say probably never ending story being the exception, mm. um, but like I really want to read the book of Legally Blonde I feel like that would be so fun
1: so fun to read what if it's just like so much darker than the <laughs> than the movie it's like a real crime thriller. Yeah. It's like a John Grisham novel. (laughs) I Let me see. Yeah, I'm looking it up real quick. No, I found it here. It's Legally Blonde by Amanda Brown, which everyone knows Amanda Brown was John Grisham's (laughs) alter (laughs) pin name.
0: Yep. Yeah. So uh, another kind of thing that I wrote down when I was writing down. So uh, are you familiar with the term revenge body? (laughs) No.
1: No. Uh no. Well let me let me take a guess at what that's Okay, yeah, go ahead. So it's like when you're in a relationship and then somebody wrongs you like let's say I, I was like I had a girlfriend and she told me, Oh, you're just like you're not like manly enough, like you're just so frail looking and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the gym and prove you wrong and eat a bunch of whey protein powder and then I get like Marvel ripped. That would be my revenge body, not because I want to improve myself, but I just want to, like, show her that she was wrong and, like, have revenge that way. Is that is that close? That is 100 percent correct, Grayson. Yeah.
0: Congratulations.
1: That's my revenge answer for all those who told me I wouldn't get that right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, the first thing I was imagining is that, like, so it's just it's like a post breakup thing. Just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get. So attractive by society's norms, you're gonna regret it. Uh, and there's actually a show called Revenge Body, uh, by one of the Kardashians. Wanna say it's Chloe? Um, how do I know that? That's right, the regular news. Um, uh, but I just love how a lot of the premise of the movie was just like the best revenge body is a brilliant mind. It's just like she said oh so he didn't take me seriously okay i'm gonna get into harvard showed you i just i just really like that one of my favorite lines you guys are harvard what like it's hard <laughs> just, i just <laughs> love that
1: love that yeah i i also just really appreciated a lot more about the character of L and the way that she was written. I like, I was able to appreciate it because it has like very clear cut goals um, and tactics for achieving those goals. Like she wants to get Warner back and she's going to do that by going to Harvard. So first you got to get into Harvard and then you got to. And so it's like just really clearly constructed. Um, And, but what I like most about L is she does it her way. Like even when she's trying to fit in, she can't help but be herself. And, that was something as a character I didn't really appreciate as much until I saw it this time. And I was like, wow, she's, like, really awesome. Um, like, she's super smart. She just has, like, surrounded herself with a certain kind of subject matter that other people undervalued. But when she applies herself to, like, the law, then she's awesome at that, too. So there's kind of like a no-stopping-her kind of mentality. And because of that, like, they demonstrate her aptitude in her own field. So it doesn't seem totally unbelievable when she's able to pass the LSAT. It's like she's, she's just really smart. She just has preferences towards certain material. And that she's able to really get what she wants ultimately through hard work. Like, there are no just shortcuts because of it. Like, the conversation with the admissions board... Um it is pretty like surface level in a lot of ways and they do kind of spin her extracurricular activities and things like that. Um but the plot point is she passed the LSAT. Like she did really well on it. Um and it's because she worked hard and made sacrifices. And I just I really appreciated that. And oh yeah. Yeah, it resonated a lot more this time. Well a perfect score on the LSAT is
0: one eighty. They're she she's in the top zero point one percent of scores on the LSAT. Wow! Like my so my sister is in law school currently, and uh, and I talk I texted her I'm like hey what did you get on the LSAT? She's like ah she's probably not going to want me to say her LSAT score. Um, <laughs> but um I'll tell you what it wasn't the top zero point one percent of lsat scores and i I told her i was watching legally blonde she said yeah that's impossible like no like that alone should have just like there's no reason for them to question her after her getting in the 0.1 percent of scoring like that's that's that that, that's one of the facts that i just like was blown away by Mm -hmm. having a better understanding of that Made me completely appreciate this movie in a completely different way. Mm. Um, I was just like, "Oh wow! Like this this movie is like so so good." And like they're they're showing the the whole experience of college, and not only that, but just the perception of loss, of, of perception that people have on L in the law school environment. I just love like I really appreciate her color choice and how like she literally stood out in every single room. Uh, she bought a Mac in a room full of PCs. I was like, "Oh, that's I see your product placement." Um Grayson, do you have any objection to us going into headcanon? Sustained. Overruled. Okay. Headcanon. Law. I'll allow uh, it. <laughs> So we are going to dive into Headcanon, the part of the show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based upon evidence, evidence provided by the film Exhibit A. We've already talked about the idea that Atomic Blonde is the spin-off from Legally Blonde where Elle Woods becomes a secret undercover agent. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real piece of Headcanon that has a little bit more legs and a little less of a Reach, um, is the idea that this movie takes place in the same universe as Law and Order SVU. Oh, really? Why is that? Because um, I wanted to. <laughs> largely, like, I just want to see because after this happened, all I wanted for the rest of time is just for Reese Witherspoon to reprise her role as Elle Woods in every single crime drama ever. Mm. Like they I just want her to show up um, because um, basically she went to Harvard. And so any other material where Harvard exists, Elwood's went there nice. and can exist in that world. So, but yeah, I would just love for Elwoods to just like and Reese Witherspoon as Elwood's.
1: Well, you could do your whole own Law and Order series based around Elwood's. And it's just Law and Order, colon, uh, dress to kill. Oh
0: gosh, yes. The other thing that this made me think of is that I want this movie to take place in the same universe as Wedding Crashers. Oh, because of the Wilsons? Because of the Wilsons. Luke Wilson said, Hey, how would I look like as a blonde? And then I was just like, I turned to the non existing camera. That was in my room, and I was just like, uh,
1: what, are they, "What are you going to say?" <laughs> she said, I don't think you can pull it off. And then Owen Wilson probably something like this. <laughs> so my head is for the dogs. I love Bruiser in this movie. I any scene with Bruiser was a win for me, and I like to think that Bruiser is in his own movie that's happening that's um Airbud 27 <laughs> law Paws, <laughs> or wow. Airbud 27 and a half The Long Paw of the Law Wow
0: Wow, that's amazing. What I thought you were going to say was the uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua franchise.
1: I was going to say that next.
0: <laughs> I stopped you too soon. I'm so sorry. That, that's the
1: prequel. So <laughs> so there there's a, a watching order that you have to do here. If you're going to do the full Legally Blonde universe, then you you start with Beverly Hills Chihuahua, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2, then you watch Legally Blonde, then The Social Network, then Legally Blonde 2, then Legally Blondes, apparently, then Atomic Blonde. And that, that is the Blondiverse, that, that you can really get the full story of what's happening here. I would love to see them actually build on Bruiser's story one more, where he has his own legal focus where he is in a law firm with another dog who is a beagle, and it's called Beagley Blonde (laughs) or Legal Beagles, whichever tests better with the focus groups. Anyway, that's
0: all I got. (laughs) I love that so much. All right, let's head on over to our next case, which is Recast and Remake. If this movie were to be remade today, uh, who would you cast? And what would the storyline be? And I only have one thing I want more than anything else. I came up with this as soon as um, uh, the breakup scene happened with Elle and her boyfriend. And she was walking. All I could imagine was like, Megan, Megan, get in the car. No. I, no. You're a <laughs> Where's my jacket? I have it right here. Yeah. I was just like, I just need this movie to be remade. Uh, but with Kean Peel and Megan as El Woods. Um I can just imagine it
1: now. That's all I want. I love it. So I went ham with the recasting this week. Do it. Um I basically recasted the entire movie. So instead of um making this a super tedious thing, I'm just go- I'm not gonna explain it unless I feel like I need to. Um I'm just gonna say the part and who I think would be a good substitute? All right, all right, all right. L. Kaylee Cuoco or Anna Sophia Rob. Victor Garber's character, Professor Callahan. He'd be John Slattery from uh, ah, Mad Men yes. slash older older Stark dad. Warner would be Max Greenfield Schmidt from New Girl. Uh ah. S- Selma Blair's character of Vivian. Um, I put Alexandra Daddario. Um. She could play this character pretty well. At first, I thought Aubrey Plaza, just because she plays Deadpan as well. Luke Wilson, Justin Long. Yeah. Uh, For the nerdy David Kidney character, I would love to see either Jim Parsons or Zach Woods, both super awkward tall guys. (laughs) Uh, Jennifer Coolidge's character of Paulette, Melissa McCarthy. Um, Allie Larder, the... uh, the fitness guru who gets locked up. I'd love to see Portia de Rossi uh, do oh, that.
0: Oh
1: yeah. For some reason I I I went even deeper and started casting some of the smaller characters, like Raquel Welsh's character. Um I'd like to see Callista Flockhart play that. For the UPS guy, Brian Cranston. Because <laughs> the guy kind of looked like Brian Cranston. That's pretty good. That's pretty solid. I just, I'd just i like to see the same movie with those people. Um, for a remake, I would love to see a dual sequel that stars uh, Reese Witherspoon and Daniel Craig. And it would be called Legally Bond. And it's the next James Bond film where the U.S. teams up with Great Britain to fight crime. Either that or it's either Legally Bond or Double L7. You did it. You did it, and Grayson.
0: I do believe that you said that you had some second take titles for "Legally
1: Blonde." Yep, I got some second take titles for you. Uh, instead of "Legally Blonde," I think this could be called "L Legal." <laughs> <laughs> this is this movie so good it should be "L Legal." legal. <laughs> Um, I know Legally Blonde plays on the idea of, like, Legally Blind, but, uh, and also legal stuff. There's no blind characters in this, but I think you could make the connection there. It's one step away, uh, by saying, Justice is Blonde, instead of Justice is Blind. It's just like, Justice is Blonde. Maybe that's a tagline.
0: How has that, that has to be on some of their material Something before. Something, you would
1: think. Um... LSAT, but you should see how I'm spelling L. Uh, Yep, this is great. L or high water. But since it's like fashion based, I guess it could be like L or high waters. But that's, that's too derivative, maybe. All right. Uh, and then my last one uh, <sighs> plays with the justice idea again. And the fact that she went to an Ivy league school. So it's called the justice Ivy league. Oh my gosh.
0: You. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hollywood, d- do you want to make eight of something? Cause uh, <laughs> we got you covered for the legally blonde <laughs> series. Oh man. Yeah. I would love, I honestly would love to see this as a TV series. And yeah. either of those names being the name of it. Like, I think Elle Legal would be amazing. Because like, that would be what what her <laughs> what her verb would be called. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. And now it's time for our final segment of the show where we give you our reasons to recommend. Grayson,
1: how do you plea? I mentioned a lot of this earlier, but really just the character of Elle Woods is... Um, very impressive to me in the way that it's written in the way that it's executed by Reese Witherspoon. Um, it really could have been so surface level and they, right. they could have chickened out in a lot of ways in how she approaches problems, but she really does work hard. And is someone who is unapologetically themselves, she does try to fit in to pursue her goals, but she does it in such a way to where she makes it her own. Um, Like, even her lawyer business clothes, like, they are authentically her. You mentioned getting the Mac in the sea of PCs. Like, that's a great metaphor for what she is uh, really doing throughout this entire movie. And the way that it's written, it's very refreshing in a lot of ways. And I feel like it's been a long time since I had that kind of, like, eye-opening revelation to a character that I thought I knew. Um, So, if you haven't seen Legally Blonde in a while, go back. Watch it, but it has some deep messages to it about authenticity, about working hard, about having clear goals and how to reach those goals and not letting other people tell you that you can't do that. Um, Because like when she walks away, it's not because someone tells her she can't do a thing. It's because she has the standards and the morals to stand up against that inappropriate sexual advance on her. And she's like, I don't have to put up with this. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm going to go back where people like, like me and respect me for who I am. Um, But then it turns out she can have the best of both worlds and her integrity wins out. Um, So for those reasons, highly recommend going back and watch it or check it out. If you haven't seen it before.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this movie, I think the, the, one of the reasons why I love this movie so much is because it is so well-written. Like, when that court... I knew the court case in courtroom scene, like, in the twist was happening. Like, when she was just talking to her about uh, the perm. I was, like, physically just, like... I had, like, joyful. Like, I had, like, this, like... Like, I just hopped up out of my seat. I'm just, like, jumping around the room because of how well they executed that courtroom scene. Where she was, like, well... It doesn't. Don't you know that you're not supposed to wash your hair after a perm and because your curls are still intact? That means that you didn't actually take a shower, and then she just kept on stumbling. I'm just like, oh, this is so well written and so well acted. It's just such, uh, it's such a fun movie, especially for people who um have ever felt like uh like they can only be one thing. You know, I think mm-hmm. that this movie really showed um in such a fun and entertaining way just like how you you can you can do you can do so many things and you can do so many things well and it's just it's just a fun movie i recommend it especially if you if you like courtroom dramas and reese witherspoon uh this is that Venn diagram congratulations <laughs> uh but yeah i recommend it cuz it's fun it's it's so entertaining and it it's never truly at the expense of Reese Witherspoon it's always at the expense of other people's shattered expectation of her character Mm -hmm. and I love that I love when comedies can do that well it's just like oh people think that a, a attractive blonde woman can't be in Harvard and then she just shows them how she can and it's great And, uh, and yeah, I just, I think, I think it's great. Watch Legally Blonde. It's the blondiest. (laughs) And that is our review of Legally Blonde. Let us know what you remember about Legally Blonde or share one of your favorite moments on Instagram or Twitter in both places. We are at Flashback Flicks. And please leave us a review of what you thought of this review that you're listening to right now. You can just open up your podcast app and then you can leave us a review on a scale of blonde to atomic
1: blonde (laughs) or on a scale of bend to snap where where are we in there yeah (laughs) i'm a big fan of the stretch and scoot
0: (laughs) stretch and scoot and be sure to tune in next time right here on the flashback flicks retro movie podcast until then remember to be kind and rewind